0: You're now tuned in to Bestseller University, giving you content and sharing information to help you as a new or experienced author go to the next level in your career, creating more opportunities for your book. Let's take it to the next level. Get ready for the ride, y'all. Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bestseller University. I am your host, Sugar Ray Destin Jr., the founder and CEO of B.O.B.M. Publishing. Um, once again, we are a full-service publishing house that does help authors with everything needed to not only become successful published authors, but also become, more importantly, best-selling authors, um, over 380 to date. And so... You know, as promised, each week you'll get different tips, different, um, different information that will help you on your career, on your journey as a brand new author. And today is no different. You know, today I wanted to talk to you all. We just talked about goals, but I want to talk to you about what makes a great book. Now, when we think about, when you think about books, most of the time, you know, it depends on the genre genre that you're looking for. If you're looking for nonfiction, there are things inside of those books that that draw you in, that bring you closer to the book. If you're thinking about fiction books, if you're thinking about novels, if you're thinking about sci-fi, fantasy, romance. Each one of these books have certain components that make those books amazing. So I'm not going to talk to you from the the business side of it. I'm going to talk to you from the writing side of it in terms of what makes your book stand out. And then I'm also going to give you a few things on the, the exterior that makes that book stand out to others. So the first thing First thing, recently I read a I read a, a non fiction a fiction book, and I don't do a whole lot of fiction reading. That's just just not my thing, right? But one thing that I do understand about fiction books is that there's a certain level of detail because they have to build a story up. You, when you're reading a fiction book, you almost feel as though you're part of. The you're part of what's going on inside of the author's mind. You're you're able to see the scene. You're able to feel the emotions. And so each book is is no different. You know, great nonfiction books that that you read have the have the same have the same feelings. They they bring you into it. They they share something that that helps you to understand the author's plight, to understand the author's story. And it draws you in emotionally to where you can you can feel what the author is feeling. But on a visual level, you can see everything that's happening around that author or within certain scenes. So let's talk about it. Um, one of the first things that you need when you are writing a great book or when you're putting a great book together is great writing. And what do I mean by great writing? You, you don't want to always... Um, one, one of the mistakes that I've seen authors make is they the excessive use of big words, the excessive use of big words. It's great that you have a great vocabulary, but you don't need multiple words to make the same point. That becomes repetitive. And event, eventually that repetitiveness becomes so redundant to your audience that they kind of tune out from it right? Because it makes you seem like you're trying to sound educated as opposed to you trying to communicate. There's a difference between being smart and being communicative. So the the old adage is, if you can break something down to the level that a three-year-old can understand it, then that's when you're really communicating. And most adults Um, read at a third grade reading level so if there's a lot of big words in there without explanation it causes your audience to kind of glaze over and and phase out because it's taking too much guesswork to try to figure out what you're saying so sometimes simple is better the the more simple the more effective and even though it's simple you can use metaphors, you can use alliteration, you can use, you can use, um, you can use descriptive words, like as, kind of like, you know, just just make it fun. But whenever you are building a scene, one of the first things let's talk about is building the scene. When you're building the scene, describe the scenery around the event. Describe the st- scenery that the the Arthur or the the, the main character that your that your protagonist is is experiencing if they walked into a room explain the details of the room talk about the trophies on the wall talk about the talk about the 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 desk that it's hardwood um talk about the the floor maybe it was a marble floor maybe it was it was carpet maybe it had a bear skin rug on the on the floor Explain those details that give your audience member a chance to to actually submerge themselves into it, and the more descriptive you can make it, talk about the you know give give them a sense of the five senses, sight, sight, sound, touch, taste, and feel. Sight, say, sound, touch, taste, and feel. What does what are you seeing in the in the scene. If you're seeing certain things that stand out, describe it. If you are if you are smelling, if you walk into a room and there's a stench, you know, build it up. Explain what that stench smells like. If you walk into a room and it has a floral um a floral smell that is that is therapeutic, then talk about that. If you are if you are walking into, into a room and there's something shiny that really catches your eye, explain that, explain that detail. Explain the emotions around the room. When a, when a character walks into a room, is there is there this sense of anxiety? Is this, is there this sense of the sense of nervousness? Is there this sense of danger? Is there a sense of romance? Is there something there a sense of misery in the air? Build the scene up. So that your audience can jump into and submerge themselves into your, into your writing, because the more they submerge themselves into your writing, the more, the better they are actually going to, to, uh, to, to take that scene in then you can also begin describing the characters describe what they look like describe the clothes that they're wearing if the if there's a lady in a red dress okay she has on a red dress that's cool what color red is it is it a, a champagne is it a is it a rose red is it red like a corvette is it is it um is it an orangish red describe those things that you're seeing in such a way that they have a chance to to experience it. Also, what design was it? If the woman has on a, a red dress, is it a a red wedding type dress? Is it a, a red um, evening gown? Is it a red um, skirt? Is it a is it a red is it a red professional outfit? She has on a blazer on top of her on top of her red dress explain those things because you're building the character and you're allowing them to see certain things you know for example if if someone were to put certain certain images in front of you you have already made the decision about the type of person that it is based on the based on the description that you've gotten for example if i told you that if i told you that um the young the young lady in the in the scene is about is about 35 um she has on a she has on a power blazer and uh, a red shirt under underneath along with long long pants that are corporate style now you have the you have an image in your head of someone who is moving with power someone who is moving on purpose whereas if i said the young lady has on a the young lady has on a a red a red flowing evening gown now you're thinking about someone who's getting ready to to go to an elegant elegant affair maybe she's going to a gala maybe she's going to a ball maybe she's going to an after hours networking event and at the same time if i if i explain that the young lady has on a has on a a, a red a red chiffon Uh, style dress you may think of someone who's getting ready to go out to an an evening club uh, or a nightclub you have to build the scene so that the characters inside of it match the scene or if they stand out from the scene that gives the audience pause because now they're starting to think wait a minute this person doesn't belong in this scene but the better that you can describe the you can describe the the atmosphere the ambiance of the atmosphere as well as the characters you're building your story not just telling the story not just telling what happened facts tell but those stories are what's going to sell for you when you are when you are writing outside of building the scene outside of describing the characters outside of describing the scene talk about the emotions that are surrounding the scene as the main character walks in there is this air of suspense something has just happened and as you look in as you look in one corner there's there's blood in the in the corner there's a, a lamp that has been misplaced there is there is glass on the floor those let you know that something that just happened may have been a may have been a murder or may have been a fight it may have been somewhere where some someone or something exciting just happened, and the main character walks into an environment which was which was perceived as unsafe or dangerous. If you are talking about your life, and this is the one thing that I like to draw. Out of authors, if you are talking about your life in a nonfiction book, it's more than just the events that happened. Everybody knows that different things happen in our life. We go through. Some people have went through divorce. Some people have went through failed relationships. Some people have have overcome insurmountable odds. Some people have uh, lost family family members. Some people have. Have you know done the done the unthinkable? Some people have faced some incidents in their life that they don't necessarily want to relive. But if you tell it in such a way that it, it, it draws your audience in, this is where we go back to building the scene. Don't just talk about the events that happen, dig deeper, dig into the emotion behind. The incidents that happened, dig into the gory details, dig into the dig into the beautiful sights and sounds that surrounded it. build that scene up so much that you take somebody almost as as though you're taking somebody into a time machine and you're traveling back in time to see exactly what happened this is how you how you draw your audience in with your writing and again use those words that convey the message that you're trying to convey you don't have to use extreme big words just because you just learned a word in the dictionary that's great but keep it simple because your audience is not necessarily a simple minded audience but your audience wants to read for enjoyment read for pleasure every once in a while you can use those words that take them to another level but keep it succinct if you can find one word that takes the place of an entire sentence do it do it if you're talking about being mad are they livid livid is an, is a different level of being mad are they are they frustrated frustrated is different from mad are they angry are they are they they excited are they is there a sense of fury inside of the mind of the, the person who is angry each one of these things makes for better writing lastly when you are writing make sure that you Know when to put a period. One of the things that I've seen over and over again when working with with authors is we write like we talk. We write like we talk, and a lot of times we'll talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and there's no need for a period here or a period there because people are keeping up with what's going on. But when you write, you have to write with definite beginnings and ends to your sentences. Sometimes people throw the word and, 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 and. If you have three or if you have two or more ands in a sentence, nine times out of 10, you need to start a new sentence as opposed to continuing to allow it to run on. Don't allow your sentences to run on. And also, when you're when you are writing, don't start the sentence with the word "and don't start the, the sentence with the word "so these are words that these are words that go inside of a sentence. and sometimes it's repetitive. I've seen so very much. That's a repetitive sentence. It's redundant. You don't have to do that. Take your time when you're writing and read it as though you're reading from the mind of the reader. Get someone else to read your book and give you that feedback before you submit it to your editors. Notice I did say before you submit it to your editors. A lot of times people just write, get the thoughts out there, and then they send it to their editors and hope that the editor can fix it. That's true. The editor should be able to. But a lot of times you have to make sure that your writing is clear and concise before getting it to an editor because it makes for one, it makes for a better relationship between you and that editor. And two, it also um, it also allows you to continue to improve your writing. With each project, with each chapter, you're going to get better as a writer. Now that covers the, the interior. Of your book, the the writing that goes on the inside of it. Like I said, make sure that it's descriptive. It draws someone in. It covers the emotion. It covers the scenery. It talks about what's happening around and what's happening inside of the characters that are in there. Take them to a place that they haven't been. Most people read because they're looking for an escape. Give them that escape and don't give them monotonous. On the exterior of your book, make sure that your cover matches the vision of what's being conveyed on the inside. If you're if you are talking about something nonfiction, you're talking about vampires um, on your on the the cover. It shouldn't necessarily be be pretty pictures of of uh, of children. It shouldn't be pretty pictures of flowers because it's vampires this is a gory a gory scene this is something that that needs to to work if you're if you're writing a business book if you're writing a business book depending on how much of an expert you have expertise you have in the market if you're branding yourself as an expert you can include a nice picture of yourself a nice photo of yourself a professional photo of yourself notice I said professional a lot of times when you're when dealing with new authors the pictures are pictures that are taken from somewhere where they had already taken a picture and so you have to crop out certain certain things in the picture no go hire a professional photographer and get a good shot of yourself get a picture that is quality of you get a picture that matches who you are that needs to go on the back cover at the at the least because where it says about the author it should have your picture so that they can see who you are and a short description or a short bio of you on the back of the cover as well you need to include a description of the book your description does not need to be three pages long It doesn't even need to be three paragraphs long. It should be about one to two paragraphs at most that describes what's going on inside of the book. We'll talk about writing a good description at a later time. We'll talk about writing a good bio at a later time. But on the cover, that image needs to match what you are talking about. If you're talking about if you're talking about science, then it needs to be something that represents science in its in its essence. If you are talking about romance and it needs to be a picture that represents romance. If you are if you are talking about um, if you're talking about business, then it needs to be something that matches the industry that you're in for business. If you are you you kind of get the kind of get the point your your image on the front cover is what's going to draw people in and make sure that you don't have you shouldn't have more than than two to three fonts at most three fonts at most on the on the cover of the book usually you want to have just two that is going to be the the heading and then that's going to be the author's name that's usually what's in there and the the name that the font that you use for the author's name can also be the font that you use for your subtitle. That heading should be something that matches your um that matches your book. Also, the colors. Make sure the color scheme matches what your brand is. If you if you love the colors, you know, green and white, then you can have a cover that is green and white or white with green trim or something make sure that it has it has resemblance of your brand because your book is beginning a brand that people can recognize you by and when someone walks by they are looking at the cover of that book first and then they're looking at the interior of the book second if the cover catches their eye nine times out of 10 they'll pick that book up because they want to know more. And if the interior catches their intellect, then you've got a reader for life. But you have to make sure that you're taking the time to to meticulously make sure that that cover matches your vision and that that interior matches the level of the reader that you are working with now if you are writing a if you're writing an academic paper a book specifically for academics and that's your audience yeah you may want to use a few additional um, large words a few a few vocabulary words as we as we like to call it but if you are writing for the average reader you're writing for people that you're trying to take to another level, then you want to meet them where they're at so that they can come to where you're trying to take them. Once all those things match up, you have the makings of a great book because you are going to spend countless hours writing and creating this book. So make sure that it matches your vision because you put the work in and you deserve the results. So once again, these are the things that make a great book. Um, this information information was helpful to you. Do me a favor. Go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe. Leave us a review and tell someone else. Tell, tell your friends out there who are new or existing authors that are looking to take their books and their careers as authors and entrepreneurs to the next level. Um, once again, guys, I love you and there's nothing that you can do about it. Until next time, love you.